Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 94, and we have plenty and plenty to talk about tonight as we have uh, the Club America versus Santos game to preview, and then we'll be talking a little bit about what happened against Puebla and San Luis. We'll mention a little bit of the Lady Aguilas, and we'll just keep on going from there. But such, such a great show. We're very excited to get things going. And without further ado, as always, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are we? I'm doing good, Ivan. I'm happy to be on the podcast and excited for this one. Alrighty, shifted over to Wednesday because, of course, the midweek match against San Luis kind of would have inter- inter- intervened with the podcast and everything. So hopefully the people are excited to have us back. Hopefully the people are ready and uh, ready to talk all things Aguilas de la America alongside with a very good friend of ours coming on the show for the very first time, even though we've been wanting to have him on for quite some time now. A Liga Mekis English co- uh, connoisseur, if you may. It is uh, none other than our good friend, Mr. Eugene Rupinski. Eugene, how are we? I'm well. I'm well. Connoisseur sounds so fancy. <laughs> well, you. <laughs> I enjoy that. A lot of people would take you as a fancy man. <laughs> Myself included. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but no, it's it's great to have you on, Eugene. It's it's gonna be great. Uh, you're gonna help us break down the uh, America versus Santos game for this weekend, and of course, you're gonna be talking to us in regards to that Lady Aguilas game that you were at in Torreon, Santos versus America, and you maybe you'll break down a little bit of what you saw in regards to both teams, and you know, help us preview what's to come for them as the league approaches uh, approaches them as well. So. Uh, very excited to have you on, and, and we can't wait. And for those of you asking and wondering where our, our beloved cowboy is, well, he is riding on his horse down to the studio, and he should be hopping on any minute now. So we'll be waiting for Dylan to hop on. But, gentlemen, let's uh, let's get it going here, and let's talk about what happened in uh, on Saturday's matchup in regards to America versus Puebla. This is a match that you... You were able to witness very little, Eugene, and and I'd like to maybe grasp a little bit of what you were able to take away from that match in in just a few snippets that you were able to see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you said, I didn't get to see much of the match, but I, I was uh, impressed with how well America did, uh, kind of moving the ball and creating space uh, for for the opportunities that they were able to to create. Um. I, I thought Puebla did a decent job in, in trying to limit a lot of what America could do um, to a varying degree of success. But I, I think that America, you know, at least for what I saw for, for a good portion of it, uh, looked to be the, the, the stronger and, and the better team. All right. Definitely, definitely. That, that was a bit available. It was a match of, uh, of two halves. It really, you know, America just did not show up in the first half in regards to creating chances and it looked like it was going to be Puebla all game long uh, and it wasn't until second half after a, w- when they came out of the tunnel that things really actually changed for this side and you obviously saw America then like you said you can create chances open up the spaces and, and get themselves in those scoring positions um, Christian overall 90 minutes are over you see the final score line it's three points and May I also add a clean sheet, which, by the way, mm-hmm. none of you here on the podcast were willing to give give this this defensive line any credit for achieving a clean sheet. Um, but overall, just kind of sum it up. How did you feel after after seeing seeing the scoreline? 
Well, I think I think you put it perfect. I think there's a couple of things to take away from this. One being the clean sheet, I think this is gonna be a huge morale boost for the defense, who has been, you know, slacking this season, if you may. Um, <clears throat> it could be also used as a moral boost for Ochoa as well, to uh, to finally, you know, start think, uh, see things start going his way. Uh, another uh, key point to take away is Nico Castillo, his return and netting a goal after a minute being subbed in. I think that's going to be huge for the internal competition between him and Henry. It just kind of, you know, any internal competition is always good, especially when, you know, you have uh, two strikers of their caliber. So it's a good win and um, a much needed win at that. No, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And we'll touch a little bit more upon these players when we do talk America versus Santos because I think there's a lot of stuff that we can take away from this matchup and implement it into the game that's going to come against uh, Santos Laguna at home in the Azteca. Uh, and then the same thing we'll do with the San Luis game because I think uh, both of these matches, can we can grasp things from from both of those games that I think America will definitely try to implement when playing against uh, the Torreon side. So should be interesting. So yes, America does end up getting the three points, not just that, like we mentioned, the clean sheet, Nico Castillo's return, all of that, and plus a very good Henry Martin performance, by the way. Even though he did not get himself on the score sheet, he did have a very good, well-rounded matchup. And then, you know, not to delay ourselves from, from, from that game, we shift over to the San Luis game, Christian, and really... We expected a little bit better from America. We got maybe a couple minutes that were better from America, but then mm-hmm. we saw the same kind of disconnection from some of these players, and it almost cost America the three points. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I think a lot of a lot of that has to do with um, I think our chemistry. You know, I mentioned last week that America has not repeated an eleven this whole season. And you can kind of see in these matches where America has those moments where they just don't know what to do. They look very disorganized. The other team looks like they're about to break and, you know, score a goal. Um, you know, we, we need to find a way to 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 limit those opportunities from the other team because, as we saw in the Atlas game, you know, all, all they need is just one chance and then, you know, they the other team exposes us and then that, that could be our, our kryptonite. Definitely, definitely. Now, now Eugene, you, you didn't uh, see this game, you know, as much in attention to detail as we did, but uh, seeing how America was most likely the favorite and you saw the end line result and you sit here and we tell you that America just did not have a well match, how does that paint uh, towards you? Well, every team is allowed to have a, an off match, and I think you know they were fortunate to have an off match and and win. Um, I think something that may have thrown it off a bit was playing in front of a completely empty stadium in, in San Luis. Um, you know, that's always got to be a bit jarring when you're used to going um, in, into into a place and and playing, and there's you know, people yelling and cheering and, and singing and screaming uh, to not have anything uh, had to be a little bit disconcerting and, um, you know, probably threw both teams off a little bit. But I was uh, a bit surprised to see them uh, not really kind of run away with it like you would imagine that they would do against a team like San Luis. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. And by the way, um, a game that wasn't even transmitted here in the States um, for those who actually ended up watching it, either you had a connection that uh, uh, you had a connection which meant you had Sky Sports for some reason and you were able to watch that in, uh, in here in the United States. Or uh, you did like maybe 90% of everyone who watched this game and it was uh, YouTube links and trying to Google <laughs> it. <laughs> So uh, it was it was a bit odd, definitely odd. I, I don't think I've ever seen an America game in 420p in such a long time. Um, 
but uh yeah it, it was it was a game that like i like i mentioned christian it was a game in which america uh started off well you know you had a you had a couple of opportunities you know with Ibarguen hitting the post and uh, Tony Lopez earlier hitting the post. So it, it seemed like it was going to be an America dominating this game. And then little by little, they let San Luis back into this and we fall back under the same kind of impression that America just doesn't know how to manage these games, doesn't know how to manage the momentum that they've built up. Uh, and because of that, you know, San Luis score. And fortunate for them, the referee calls it back because of a supposed offside. Um, whether it was or wasn't, that's still up to debate who was offside, who wasn't. Uh, but again, we're not here to make those calls. The referee make them, and you just kind of have to move on and live live, live with it. So America, lucky and fortunate uh, that that happens. And then, of course, you know, they go into the... Uh, they go into the second half, and you know you see a much better side, a much more aggressive side, and then America ends up getting the goal. So, I mean... It's 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 a good game and and you get a good result again another clean sheet which like you mentioned Christian very important for this defense moving forward especially against a very strong side like Santos which I I, I do find it difficult to try to you know hold them off and keep a clean sheet against them but it it will help them boost morale in that sense that you know if they were able to do it for two consistent games in two games that they did not look that well that they could potentially go up against Santos and if all all goes well that they could possibly do it again. You know, so it uh, it will be interesting to see. So, America wins both games. That's six points out of six points, like you mentioned, Christian. That you know, uh, on paper, it was America was supposed to get them at all times. But yes. coming into mm-hmm. how things were going, it it doesn't look like it, it didn't look like that was going to be uh, unnecessarily. Uh, it wasn't necessarily going to be guaranteed for us, and yet America sits here on six points out of these two games. Never going up against Santos. And and that one's gonna be the most difficult one out of out of everything, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, yeah. We, how, how do you see our form in regards to this? Um, I think our form is 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 good. I'm not gonna say it's great. It's good. We we we've looked a, a little bit better on the offense, a little bit better on the defensive side. But I, I'm still seeing those little little lapses that are that Emma and Bruno are having. That you know, if this was a better team. You know they could have probably capitalized. So I think we need to still work on reducing those those lapses that we're having in the defense. And I think uh, going forward we need a little bit more creativity. One thing I want to mention from this San Luis match is Sebastian Cordova's positioning. I I just don't think he was too involved in the action. I think he was put too deep when you line them up next to Guido. I don't like that. I like him better in the camp position rather than the kind of the CM CDM position. So. If I think we want major offensive creativity in the Santos game, I really do think whatever needs to play that camp position. All right. That would be uh, definitely an interesting uh, take. And whether or not Piojo does that, we'll have to wait and see. Which, by the way, I'll call him later. he still won't be in the in uh, in the bench, right? Yeah. He still won't be on the bench. Mm-hmm. It won't be until this the Veracruz game. game, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Interesting. Interesting because yesterday's game, you could clearly hear him yelling at the players. Because of the oh, same yeah. thing that Eugene said, you know, <laughs> you're 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 in a vacant, uh, in in a vacant stadium. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. so America gets those two points. Um, excuse me, those three points out of those two games. Um, you know, t- a tally of six. Now that leaves us in um, third, third place. place at the moment. You know, yes. we're, we're about to go against the league leaders, which Eugene will have a little bit more insight on how their their season's been going in these last couple of games, how they've been doing. But um, should be a really, really good match because we're only two points off, right? 
and I think I spoke to you and Dylan off the podcast after the game, and I said, uh, America really needs to do everything in their power to try to at least secure second place, which I think will be vital for them going into the league. Yeah, so should be interesting. Um, so yeah, well, we'll we'll move on and we'll talk a little bit more about America. But first, uh, I want to jump over to the ladies side of things. Uh, because our ladies have been in a pretty decent run of form, even though they did end up losing against Tigres uh, not so long ago. Uh, but the reason why, too, is because our good friend Eugene was down at the Santos versus America game, uh, a game we were not able to talk about as well because it was last week prior to the podcast. Uh, but Eugene, tell us, how was that experience down at Torreon to witness this Liga Mekis feminine game? Oh, it was awesome. I was I was super happy that I was able to to stay down there and, and take in a, a Liga Mekis Femenil game. Um, it was good to see the the support from both uh, sides. There were plenty of yellow jerseys uh, there. I'd say the the crowd was somewhere around fifty fifty. Um, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if somebody told me uh, either one of the teams had a little bit more uh, fans there. Um, it looked like there was a about a thousand to fifteen hundred fans um, throughout the stadium. Uh, so you know, it, it was good to see. It was a it was a Monday night, um, and you know, uh, Medica uh, draws well, whether it's the the, the men's or the, or the women's side. Um, you know, so I was, I was really happy to see that. I thought both teams uh, played very well. I, I think um, America may have gotten just a little lucky uh, to, to win the game. With I think. Uh, uh, a draw would have been probably a little bit fairer result, but that's just kind of how how it goes. Uh, sometimes I think uh, America has played better. Uh, I've definitely seen them play better um, games uh, against uh, better opponents. I think they did much better against Tigres than they did against Santos. Um, but fair credit to Santos for for showing up and and putting a good foot forward um, against a very strong um, Aguilas. Now, it, um, something we spoke about in, prior to this game was that uh, America was going up against the Santos side that uh, was sitting, I believe, where were they sitting? Like maybe 14th in the table, I believe, at the time. Um, and right now, uh, let me look that up in the meantime while I say this, but um, it, we, we expected, some of people, because just looking at the table, would have expected an America to kind of just have an easy game in regards to this. But um, I think we said it ourselves is that... It, in the Liga Mekis Femenil, sometimes home field advantage means a lot to, to a team. And it's not the easiest of, of of things to do is to go and get an away win sometimes. Yeah, that's correct. And I think, you know, it, it really depends on, on where you're going. Um, you know, for, for America, you know, a trip to Toluca is, is nothing. A trip to Torreón is a little bit, a little bit different. Um, I, I think the home field advantage, depending upon where you are, is huge. Um, but I think you're starting to see, even from some of the teams that are a lot lower on the table, that that their quality isn't as poor as it used to be. So you, if you think back to the first season, maybe a couple seasons, the teams at the bottom of the table were were pretty dreadful, um, and you could usually eye up a matchup and and look at the table and say, okay, well, this team's going to walk away with it. Or, um, and I don't know if you can necessarily do that anymore. I, I think that, um, that Santos, uh, you know, even though that they're currently sitting at 15th, um, they started off poorly. And, and I think that they've shown at times that they can, they can play good soccer. Um, you know, and I think you can look even further down the table at, at teams like Veracruz, Atleti, and even Juarez and say, you know, yeah, their, their record is, is pretty poor, 
but at times they've they've looked decent you know it's not like they've gone into every match and just gotten walked over mm-hmm. that's interesting that's definitely interesting so i mean that was amazing you were down at the game you you, you experienced this firsthand uh you know we only get so much that we can experience here so it was nice to see and and, and nice to know that you know there was a there was a good number of, of crowds uh that you know it was divided and and it's great to see that you know even even in the feminine side of things america is still able to draw a crowd which i think it's it's really nice to to see from from a feminine side of, of things as well as we as we keep supporting and trying to push this kind of you know side of the game to grow which i think has potential to go even further and further and you know we've seen it like you said eugene with with how the years have transcended some of these lower you know lower tier teams have definitely you know grown and, and gotten better and then you know some of the teams at the top have definitely stayed where they were where you would imagine them to stay so it's it's nice to see that there's some consistency consistency at the top and that there's definitely progress from the teams at the bottom you know it's 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 starting to even out yeah, I think one one more thing I'd like to say about the game was just um, it was cool to see the fans were at, were into it. Um, you know, the the fans uh, would start singing. You know, the America fans would start singing and would get whistled at by the by the Santos fans. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it was cool to see that even though that you know these this is the the, the feminine team, uh, the, these fans weren't really trying to hear it from the other side, um, and that's that's you know that's a cool thing to to experience as well oh, that is that is because you know you're going into that and it's a proper game game day experience which i yeah. think this is, is the great thing about it now in regards to our ladies uh they got two games left this their game is on saturday against the cruz azul uh ladies family family side of things so we have a classical hoban in in that and then of course uh america finish off the regular season away at juarez again a game in which you would think oh should be easy three points but like we mentioned it always depends as far where you're going and how far you're going and uh, Juarez is no easy trip from from Mexico City so should be interesting to see how the ladies fare up those but you would expect for them to at least walk away with the results in Juarez and the game against Cruz Azul I, I think that one's going to be very interesting because Cruz Azul sit in ninth place on 22 points now I don't think they they can catch up and make it into the Liga anymore but I they're they're not mathematically eliminated. Let me put it mm-hmm. that way. Oh, they yeah. have three games. They're five right? points away from eighth place Chivas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yep. right. So they could potentially still sneak in. Uh, it doesn't look. Help. Yeah, they need a lot of help. It doesn't look help. very likely, but they you know they're going to come out. They're going to come out fighting. And that's mm-hmm. why I said it's the interesting thing because America need to secure themselves. A spot in the league, yeah. And with only two games left, you you're looking at at uh, six most needed points. It's not that you know you can win one, lose one, or draw one. I think the ladies have to go into this and say, we need to win both games, and we need to get six points. We need to secure our spot, um, you know, because right now they sit in fifth place, and and you know Atlas is just above them because of uh, goal difference, but. I, you know, if, if things go well, I think America can secure that fourth spot, which I think would be important. Uh, and then we'll see what happens, you know. We'll, we'll definitely see. But I I think I we we all would have faith and trust in our ladies um, who I think little by little have progressed. I, I think we've said it on here that uh, the team lacked a little bit of identity at the beginning of the season. A lot of questions were surrounding uh, the manager and whether or not he was losing his locker room. 
and then you know little by little after the ter after the terrible game that was the Clásico Nacional between uh, American Chivas, you saw that this feminine side slowly but surely was getting results. Even though they weren't the prettiest of games, they were getting results, and they started gelling a little bit more and more. And I think now we're getting to the latter end of the season, in which I think these these ladies are finally starting to understand what their team is made out of and what this team is meant to play. So I think that's the most mm -hmm. important part. So we'll see. We'll see. Where do you see? Uh, where do you see this feminine team uh, ending up, Eugene? Um, I think if they play as well as they can, uh, they can go as, as far as they want. Um, you know, I, I was very encouraged by how well they played against Tigres. Um, you know, Tigres and Monterrey are pretty much the gold standard uh, in the Yamekis Femenil right now. And they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I think a couple of uh, bounces go the other way, and we could be talking about a different result. Um, so, you know, if I'm an America fan, I'm very encouraged by that. Um, I wouldn't be too down about the, the loss. I mean, of course, you know, it would have been better for them to, to get all three points. Uh, they wouldn't be knotted up with, uh, three other teams right now, uh, sitting between fourth and, and seventh. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, if I'm an America fan, I, I think this team has huge potential and, and can really, uh, go far. I think they've, they've kind of exhibited that. Um, I, I think if they don't play up to their potential, if they, you know, get a little complacent, if they kind of just go into a game thinking they're going to win, um, or they don't execute, I think that's when they can really run into trouble and, you know, might not, uh, go too far, you know? Definitely, definitely. One, one last quick question before we jump on out of this topic. Uh, what is your, uh, what is your opinion on the America coach? Um, someone that's done a lot for the feminine side of things in Mexico, yet a lot of criti criticism has, uh, have followed him. And, uh, I just kind of wanted, you know, to, to, to get your opinion on someone who is a little bit more involved in the feminine side of things and someone who maybe has a little bit more of a, uh, more knowledge in, in, in this aspect of the game. What is your th thoughts on, uh, Leonardo Cuellar? Um, you know, I think Cuellar, uh, has a reputation that, you know, it may be a little bit deserved, but um, he's proving uh, right now, at least in, in my opinion, that that he he's a good coach. I think he he's done well with with America, um, with you know, the changes that they made during the past off season, especially um, to get back up in the Liguilla conversation to be, you know, possible top four uh, going into that. Um, I think speaks volumes for him. I mean, what other team? Uh, you know, or the coach uh, could lose a player, uh, you know, like Betsy Cuevas, and, and it's, it doesn't really seem to have affected them much, you know. Um, I think, could he could he do better? Of course. You know, I don't, I don't think he's perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I think, um, you know, if I'm most other teams in the league, I'd, I'd be very happy to have him uh, on board. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. We've we've said it on here. We think that is his time is kind of cutting is, is coming to to an end if if things don't don't start ending going his way. It would be interesting to see how the team uh, if they do not make it to the final, how they are eliminated in, in which way they're eliminated. I think will determine whether or not he continues as the coach of America. It's very possible. It's very possible. I think um, you know if 
I think if you look up and down the table, um, most of the coaches are fairly secure, regardless of, of the club's record. Um, I think he might be the only one that's really on a hot seat, and it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Definitely, definitely. Well, for those of you who want more information on Liga Mekis Femenil and all things Liga Mekis Femenil, not just America, make sure you give this wonderful man a follow on Twitter, and he'll keep you guys up to date with all things on that side as well. So, Eugene, thank you for that expertise, uh, knowledge. I think uh, a lot of people may have learned a little bit something more than uh, than what they used to know. But uh, we're jumping off from the Liga Mekis Femenil as uh, we transition onto this Saturday's game against Santos Laguna at the Estadio Azteca. There's plenty of hype going on behind these two these two teams and plenty of hype in this game. Like I mentioned, it's first versus third, practically first place on the line. And just so much kind of surrounds the two teams. America always kind of getting this kind of stipulation that we're always buying players off of Santos and, you know, some of our players going over there to Santos. So it's always been like, you know, kind of that communal uh, that communal joke that, hey, you know, you come this way, we go that way. Um, so that's also a funny aspect. And, you know, these, these games usually don't disappoint whenever it, it is America versus Santos. Um, I don't think it's ever been an easy game for either of these two sides whenever they meet. Um, I don't know about you, Christian, but I, I, I haven't felt in the past maybe, what, 10 years that whenever we do go up against Santos that it's going to be a walk in the park. No, it's always a great match between between these two clubs, and it's not going to be any different on Saturday. All righty. Well, let's not uh, let's not dwell too much on it, and let's talk about it. Let's let's talk America versus Santos. It's a game that will be transmitted live on Saturday at the Estadio Azteca. Now, for those of you that aren't aware, Mexico did have their time change, so that's why these games are being affected. So this game would usually be at uh, would it be five or seven my time. Uh, it would it would be it would be seven, seven your time, time right because the time got got mm-hmm. moved so this game yeah. is actually going to be 6 p.m pacific time uh 8 p.m central time and 9 p- uh 9 p.m eastern time for those of you who are trying to work your schedule around this game uh there you guys have it um because sometimes you have to let's be honest sometimes you have to be like all right you know what i'm f- I'm, I'm busy those two hours don't don't talk to me <laughs> uh no but in all jokes aside uh eugene what do you expect out of this game what 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 do you hear from from the santos fans and, and from the santos community in regards to this match well i think everybody's uh, excited for it just as they were excited uh to kind of test themselves against Queretaro last week um you know uh, america's uh, a good team they they've always been a good team and uh you know if you want to prove that you belong uh in the super leader or you know you you belong at the the top two three teams uh you got to go and you got to beat america and uh you know this time around we got to go and and beat america in, in the estadio azteca not an easy task um and, and santos road form hasn't been the best uh, they're they're two two and three um on the road this season so it's it's going to be a tough test um, but I wouldn't expect anything less uh, against America. Now, Christian, from an America perspective, how is this team coming into this game? How would you think the fans are coming into this, and, and, and what can we expect from this America side? Um, I think the team knows that this is a huge game. I think, uh, like me and Eugene said before the podcast started, this this is basically the the, the game for first place, and... Um, I think the players are, are aware of that. I think they're going to go into this match, you know, play like a final because, you know, any any bits of 
advantage you can get over the two teams that are above you right now is crucial because like I keep mentioning every single weekend, America has that last week off and while we're locked in on our points, everyone else is still going to be gaining points. So it's key to us to get as many points as we can, you know, so we don't drop that uh, that many positions down the table. Very true. Very true. Um, all right. Well, let's just jump into this one. Uh, all righty. Christian, give me your predicted lineup for Saturday, and then we'll go on and see if mm-hmm. Eugene can give us his predicted lineup to see where things stand, and then we'll talk about how these two teams come into form-wise, and, and we'll go on from there. But, Christian, go ahead. Give us your predicted lineup, and, and what do you see Piojo uh, putting out in, in regards to Saturday's game? Okay, so I'll have Ochoa in that. Uh, the back four is Paolo Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, uh, Aguilera, Tony Lopez. Your two CDMs is Guido Rodriguez and Richard Sanchez. Uh, your your midfield would be Renato Ibarra, Sebastián Córdoba, Roger Martinez, and up top Henry Martin. Okay, so a, kind of a very similar, kind of a very similar uh, <coughs> lineup that you saw against San Luis and Puebla, kind of mixed together. Should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, to note, uh, no, no George Sanchez for this one as well either. He's will it's yes. he's on his last week of, of recovery. Uh, maybe we'll probably see some minutes against Veracruz if the team see deems is ready and fit. Um, which is interesting because we do have a couple of players that are also coming back from injury, which is Giovanni dos Santos, um, and uh, oh my God, we just tweeted about this today. Who's the other person that just came back from from injury? Well, Jorge Sanchez is training right now. I feel like there was someone else, but okay, well, forget about that. No, I think that's just, it's just them too. But they're back at training, which is the important part. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we're... wait, we should ask Dylan. Dylan, is that the only two? Because he's the one that tweeted it out. It was Geo too. I told you. Well, look Gio. at that. Look at that. <laughs> Making his appearance just at the right time, ladies and gentlemen. He's been here for like twenty Boy, yeah, minutes. I've been sitting here for a minute. <laughs> Why don't you say anything? <laughs> Because I, was, I don't want to scare Eugene with the random voice that came in. Oh well, our cowboy is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Well then, Dylan, I'll I'll, I'll throw it to you right before I go to Eugene and his predicted lineup. Uh, your thoughts on this game and 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 what potentially could be at at uh, on the line. Oh yeah, like uh, like I mentioned, uh, a lot on the line for both teams too. I think this is going to be a, a game which America have a lot to a lot to prove, especially with uh, how much you criticize them a lot this season when it comes to finding their form and finding consistency too. Um, looking a little, I, in my in my way, kind of a little bit of bounce back when it comes to shots. Uh, after the San Luis game, you know, you had 22, but you only had seven on target. So I'm kind of looking for them to be more consistent being on target coming into this game and really finishing their chances. But a lot to prove for America, uh, Santos, too, really, you know, to stay on top of the table. So looking forward to this game. Definitely, definitely. Now, Eugene, uh, what do you have uh, predicted coming into this game in regards to starting 11 for Santos? Uh, so I think you got to start Jonah Orozco in goal. Um, I think the back four is going to be about the same. Uh, Artiaga, Hugo Rodriguez, Matias Doria, and uh, Emilio Arantia. Um, midfield, I, I think it's going to be basically the same. I think you're going to see Diego Valdez and uh, Fernando Gorriaran, uh, along with Brian Lozano. I think the only change that uh, Almada might make uh, would be switching out Ulises, uh, Ulises Rivas. He went out in at the half of the last game, and I haven't really heard if that was an injury, if that was tactical, or what the story was on that. Um, if he's not ready to go... Uh, it, it it could depend. Um, it, it could really 
be Edgar Gomez who who uh, subbed on for Rivas the last game. It could be um, it could be um, Adrian Lozano. Um, you know, it, it really depends on what Almada thinks he wants to do as far as uh, his lineup against America. And I think up top you're going to have uh, uh, Culebra Castillo and uh, Julio Forch. All right, so the two danger men up top would be interesting to see how America can fare off and try to keep them off the score sheet. Um, now, Eugene, talk to me about how Santos are coming into this game form-wise. You know, they just came off a 1-0 win against Querétaro. Um, how how are things looking in regards to, to form? Because it, it is, I think, the most important part of the season for some of these teams that are thinking about Liguilla because I think the way you end the season is how you potentially go into the Liguilla, and sometimes momentum carries you all the way to a final. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think um, form-wise, uh, Santos has, um, they've done well over their past couple of games. Um, so, as you said, the last game, um, they they did well uh, against um, uh, Caretaro, uh, beating them one nothing. Uh, they drew Monarcas uh, in Morelia. Uh, before that, they beat Cholos four to one. But the game before that really was kind of a turning point. So this was going into the international break, and that's when they got blown out by Tigres four to nothing in uh, Nuevo León. And I think you really saw that kind of galvanize the team. I think. Uh, in that game, Tigres looked like they knew what to expect from Santos, and Santos just kind of uh, let things happen. Um, and uh, I think uh, after that, uh, with the week off, I think Almada really kind of rallied uh, the players who were left behind who weren't on international duty. Uh, and, and I think you saw that kind of manifest itself in the 4-1 result against Cholos. I mean, they went out uh, for the game there in Torreón and, and just uh, tore into a halfway decent Cholos side. Um, but, you know, I think you have to kind of look at the road record as well. They had the, the, the 2-2 loss against Morelia, who's not really that strong of a team. And, you know, you look at the records and go, why why wouldn't Santos beat them? Um, they didn't look the greatest against them. They didn't look great against Tigres. Um, and then the game before that, they lost against Pumas, 2-0 uh, in uh, Seo. So, you know, the road really hasn't been uh, friendly to Santos. Um, uh, but you know, if they play as well as I think they can play and as well as they're capable of playing, uh, you know, any, anything's possible. Alrighty. Interesting. Interesting. Now talking about form, Christian and Dylan, you're looking at the last four games for this America side and it's two wins followed by, by a draw and a loss. And would you guys say that, um, that maybe Santos do come into this one form wise a little bit better than America? Hmm. I mean, or would you find it very balanced? Kind of look at it. I kind of, kind of, in a sense, find it a little balanced because when you think about it, your your in your loss comes against Kudusul, which I mean, obviously is a rival. But then you then you have the international break, and then you kind of bounce back from that in a in a sense. So I mean, I would I would I would think and sit here and think you know this team's kind of learned from their mistakes, especially. Um, um, the the bad sub uh, that happened in that Cruzeiro game and the team getting back on track, especially after that loss, which I mean we've kind of seen some a little bit, but you know there's still a lot of things that we criticize and this team has to work on and 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 uh, and work out. So I kind of see a, a a little balanced here, maybe a little bit 
more towards America, especially what you were talking about whenever you look at the road record for Santos. So we're just going to have to really wait and see what happens because at the end of the day, I'm still kind of on the same boat of, of like of, of thinking like we don't know what America side we're going to get coming into this game. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, Christian, uh, who do you think is favorites for this game? Do you think it's still America? Um, honestly, I think I don't think anyone's a favorite in this match. I think I think <laughs> both teams have have a lot to offer when going on the offensive side. Uh, when you, when you look at Santos, they are statistically they are the best offensive team in the league. And you know, knowing America and their defensive troubles this season, you know that could be a huge problem. But then again, America, you know, these past couple of games have been kind of, you know, finding their groove a little bit with returning players, uh, kind of catching into form. So we're looking a little bit more scarier now. So it could go either way, honestly. So you're saying that no favorites. Well, I think the bookies would disagree with you because uh, they they have well, America <laughs> at 48% with a 26% chance of a draw and a 26% chance of Santos Laguna winning this game. Now, Eugene, as I read to you those numbers, do you think that's a fair assessment wow. or do you think they're just maybe a little bit but going with home favoritism here. Um, I think I think there's probably a little bit of home favoritism happening there, uh, which which is is fair. I mean, you know, it's America in their own building, and like I said, Santos hasn't been very good on the road. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's probably <laughs> about fair. Um, I think I would probably take that bet if I was somebody who who gambled, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I think that I think that it, it, this this game really is going to be a lot closer than that. I think both of these teams um, really could go and beat each other on any given day. And, it's uh, you know, uh, it, like like you said, which team is going to show up, you know, which America team is going to show up, which Santos team is going to sh- show up. And, and that's really going to determine um, who co- who comes out with with points? So question marks all around these two teams, and maybe some people who are listening to this are like, "Well, you guys just gave our just gave it predicted eleven, so we kind of know what team's going to show up." But I think it's player form and, and and player performance is really what we're questioning here, especially on the America side. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Roger are you going to get? You know, are you going to get the same creative and explosive yeah. Roger that you got at the beginning of the season, or are you getting this <coughs> kind of sluggish Roger that's kind of walking across the pitch and you know, kind of you know doing his own you know, whenever he wants to, and, 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 you know, same goes on the Santa side, you know, I'm interested to see what Brian Lozano we're going to get, you know, someone who's coming, uh, I, I would say off a pretty decent season and someone who used to be an America player who maybe had all the potential to be a great America player, but then of course his transfer to Santos and he's really blossomed over there into what, what, what he was supposed to be for America. So I think it's going to be a very, very, uh, nice aspect of, of of the game and you know the, it's a funny interesting thing it was always you know kind of this 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 oh this ex america this ex santos player is going up against them in an america jersey but, but now you look across the pitch and i don't think there is an ex santos player for america playing against uh against them this saturday i don't think so no 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 not not not, not that i can think of which is mm-hmm. interesting Right, because now you you don't have obviously you know Darwin left a long time ago. Rio Peralta left in the season. Marche has left as well. George isn't going to be on on the bench because of his injury. So you know it's just like and obviously you know our all time favorite player Osmar Mares isn't with us anymore. So it's uh, 
<laughs> it's 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 definitely nice to now not have that kind of loom over your head of like oh it's just you know Santos 2.0 against Santos so it should be interesting and right. should be a fun matchup but um Eugene what is one player from America side that you think Santos really needs to keep on 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 check for for this game in order for them to walk away with a result Uh, as far as keeping somebody in check, I would say Henry Martin, um, because when Henry is playing as well as he can play, he's one of the better uh, forwards, I think, in, in the league. Uh, the problem is with, with him is consistency, and, and unfortunately, all too often, you don't get the good Henry Martin. You get the kind of mediocre Henry Martin. Um, but I think as far as a key player, uh, I think it's got to be Memo Ochoa. Um, I, you know, I don't think you can necessarily keep him in check, but I think uh, if, if I'm Santos, I, I'm watching film of him and, and seeing, you know, is is there something that he's not picking up on? Is there is there an angle that that, that he's not seeing well? Is there you know gaps in the defense that, that we can exploit uh, to kind of make his life difficult? I think you know he's certainly somebody um, who over the past couple of games has performed well and, and really been the reason America has gotten points. And I think, you know, you didn't see that his first few games there. Uh, so, you know, if I'm Santos, I'm looking at that going, okay, well, how can we, how can we do that? How can we get back to, to, to him, um, you know, being the, the, the ire of, of the America fans, um, you know, what can we do to make his life miserable? It touches my heart to know that Eugene finds Ochoa as one of the most crucial players to look out for. Uh, which, by the way, if, uh, <laughs> if 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 there's one thing Memo Ochoa I have seen in an America jersey has always made a ridiculous of crazy saves whenever he does play against Santos. One of his best saves in his career, I think, comes from a Santos game in which he, he just... I don't know how he gets to it, but it's a free kick opportunity from Santos back in 08, I believe, Christian. And... Uh, it's a free kick he, he, he completely takes it off the upper 90 corner um i think that will always be ingrained in america history and he had himself one 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 heck of a game in that match and i also remember um when america was not doing so well in, in i believe it was 2011 um it, was was playing with santos and it was the last minute of the match it was 90th minute of the match and it, america was up 3-2 and the ball comes in and Chucho somehow, somehow heads it over Akivaldo Mosqueda. Is he he wins it for some reason? Akivaldo can't 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 uh, get there first, but uh, he gets it down, heads it, and it looks like it's going in. And Memocho somehow magically gets that one out and secures all three points for America. So I'm really looking forward to what Santos has in their locker room to test out Ochoa because I think this could be one of those nights in which maybe he uh, he finds himself again in form. So it will be interesting to see whether or not Santos can find a way. But I will tell you this much, Eugene. You guys will have plenty of spaces to capitalize from our defense because it looks like we have no way of locking that down within the past couple of months. I think we've all been kind of saying, well, how is this America's defense really going to tighten up at the back? And I think that's our main weakness coming into this game. Would you say, uh, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, and uh, it would be interesting to see how the defense copes with it, Christian. Uh, your thoughts on, on a Santos player that isn't maybe Brian Lozano that America should keep an eye on? It's always had to be Julio Furich. You know, this guy always manages to score on America. And with him being second in the, in the league in goal scoring, he is Santos' top goal scorer. <clears throat> this is definitely a dangerous threat. America has to keep an eye on now. And 
you know, they're gonna they're gonna have to find a way to stop him, especially with this leaky defense that we have. I, I don't know what Piojo's gonna do, but you know, he better figure it out by Saturday or else, you know, this guy's gonna have a field day with us. Maybe all he needs to do is show them clips of how Osmar Maras used to defend and maybe that's that's the answer to everything. Maybe. <laughs> if that's what it takes, then whatever. <laughs> uh but no, yes, that is gonna be a huge, huge uh concern because it's such a danger. In the area, Julio Furch, you know, and then you have such creative players, you know, like Brian Lozano and everyone that uh, that that really in in the midfield, I think is is important for um, for Santos, and I, I I think it's gonna be something that you've always mentioned, Dylan. It's it's the midfield battle. I think that's really gonna determine what 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 game, how this game ends up being. Do you see Do you see that being kind of true in this game? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. It really is, and I think it's going to be a lot, um, especially with Guido in that holding role. Um, he's going to have to do a lot of public some cleaning up too, especially with uh, Aguilera back there. So, <laughs> and we've seen how Aguilera has been playing the past couple of games. So, yeah. So it's not looking it's not looking well whatsoever. You know, it's, the funny thing is he he's most likely the scapegoat for the defense, but he is still yet our free kick and penalty kick taker, which is ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's the only reason he starts because he needs to be out there just to take him, just in case. Maybe. Um, but no, yeah, an interesting game, an interesting matchup. Um, what do you think about that, Eugene? The midfield battle. Do you, Do you see this, uh, you know, being being a crucial factor? Um, perhaps. So I think something that Santos has done uh, since uh, Guillermo Almada came on board uh, was get away from relying solely on the midfield to control uh, possession. Uh, I think that they're much more um, possession along the wings and, and, and doing that. Now, that's not to say that they can't play through the midfield. Um, you know, you got two guys in uh, Diego Valdez and uh, Gori who are just, you know, kind of excellent two-way uh, defenders. Uh, I'm sorry, excellent two-way midfielders. Um, they, they can get back and defend. Um, they can go forward and, and create. Uh, Valdez is pretty lethal on, on, on free kicks. Um, you know, but I, I don't necessarily... I, I think Santos can kind of lose the battles in the midfield, especially going forward, as long as they're able to get it out to the wings and let uh, Lozano... Um, and 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 Castillo, uh, you know, kind of make space and, and create plays uh, from out there and control uh, the width of of, of 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 the America defense. I think that's when America would really run into trouble if they're allowed to do that. So a battle of the wingers is what we're expecting because, uh, let's face it, that has been also you know our defense has just been a mess. But I think when you put uh, Paolo Aguilar up against Brian Lozano, that's not going to be a fun game for for Paolo. And then you have Castillo on the other end with with Tony Lopez, who granted is doing a little bit better uh, than what most people would expect it. But I don't think he's a natural left back, which I think uh, Santos is going to try to exploit that and then yeah. and try to catch him because he is a player that has a tendency to go and push a little bit more forward uh, than your usual left back, and that might catch him off and 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 maybe that could cause Santos's uh, you know damage on America. But then on our end, you know. You're relying on on our wingers as well, which is Renato Ibarra and Roger, who you know, whilst he is a forward, he has been converted into this winger who does like to drift wide and he does like to you know take it to the byline and you know try to do his Ronaldo tricks here and there, which you know, <laughs> eight times out of ten does pan out. But Dylan, how do you see this? Uh, this these these wing these wingers that are going to be going up against each other? No, 
Oh, yeah, you, you bring valid points, too, especially with uh, Tony Lopez now, left back spot, and, you know, been doing fairly well, but I think that's, like you mentioned, something that I think Santos will try to exploit, um, something that's going to be very crucial to the side, and um, let's just let's just see how it goes. I mean, both both teams with talented wingers, uh, depending if they show up, especially with uh, Renato and uh, especially heavy wide win on that left side or, or Roger, too, whoever is going to uh, be there. And so um, it's just have to wait and see, too, because uh, it comes back to my point, which I'm trying to make, you know, that uh, uh, we don't know what Medica said we're going to get. We don't know what Renato we're going to get or Roger or Iwadiguin. I think uh, whoever starts, uh, whoever comes in will be a difference maker on that left-hand side. No, most definitely. Most definitely. Now, if we are expecting this high-intensity matchup, you would imagine there will be tired legs. And I think the people that come off the bench – will play just as an important role as the people who started it. So looking at this America bench and looking at who potentially will be there, it's it's interesting. And, and now that we're starting to get kind of a full roster back, it's nice to know that we're going to have plenty to pick out of in this bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who's your, 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 your top three picks for, for coming in, Christian? Um, Nico Benedetti, uh, also Gonzalez, and Nico Castillo. Interesting. I could see that. I can see that. Eugene, how do you see the Santos bench coming into this game, which I think maybe they would have to look at, you know, later on in this game? Yeah, I'll, I'll give the, the caveat again that this is all depending upon whether Ulises Rivas is, is able to go. Um, assuming he is, I, I think, you know, uh, Adrian Lozano is, is one to to come off of the bench and, and provide uh, a spark. I, I think, you know, you're, you're also liable to see uh, Lalo Aguirre um, and, and most likely Octavio uh, Rivero, especially if, uh, you know, Forch is, is getting gassed out there. You saw him come in uh, for Forch at the end of the game against Querétaro and, and Rivero played pretty well. Um, so I think those would be the three guys uh, that I saw uh, coming off the bench. But again, it, it really depends on who starts. I mean, if you know Lozano is put in because Rivas can't go, then you might see uh, Gomez come in uh, for him. You know, instead. Interesting. Interesting. Well, plenty and plenty to pick from both of these teams, and should be an interesting matchup nonetheless. So as always, our favorite part of the podcast is getting people's predictions. Eugene, what is your scoreline prediction for this Saturday's game? I think this is going to be a 1-1 draw. I, I really can't separate the two teams right now. I think that I think both teams realize that they're kind of they've got holes defensively and they're going to look to kind of sit back and defend and hope that they can get something uh going forward and I think it's really just going to kind of work against both teams. I think you're going to see a 1-1 draw that I don't think either team's really going to be thrilled with, but going to be what now it that is. you say one one draw is that a viable result for santos um so yes and no i mean it really it's going to depend upon how nakaxa and Queretaro do um you know i think keeping you guys to one point is going to be good uh for santos um especially considering america has the bye week in in it in week uh what 19 so um, you know, I think if if they do get that, they're going to be hoping, like they have the past couple of weeks, that Nakaxa and Kereto have, have have bad results. Interesting, interesting. Dylan, what does Cowboy Dan say will be the result for uh, Saturday's game? 
I'm saying a 2-2 oh draw. Oh, my God. <laughs> Another draw. <laughs> but this one with a little bit more goals. Um, okay, I can see it. I can definitely, definitely see it. Christian, your prediction? Mm, I think 3-2 uh, America. 3-2 America. Well, before I – well, you're predicting a lot of goals, by the way. <laughs> that's five. Um, yeah. it's a lot of – that's a lot of goals. excitement. Should be interesting to see if that's true. But you're not the only one to predict the game with a high score in goals. Uh, our friend Luis Paredes in the chat has said, America 4-3 wins it in the 90th minute. That would be interesting wow. to see. That, that would fun. definitely be something interesting to see. <laughs> um, I mean, I could see, I could definitely see a draw in, in these games. Um, because you, you look at both <laughs> of these teams, you look at both, uh, you know, the way that they've both set up the they're there to cancel each other out, really, if you think about it. Um, I think this is a game in which the team that makes just that one more mistake than the other is going to be the one that maybe walks away with all three points. And if both teams have a pretty well-rounded game, then, yeah, I could definitely see this game being, you know, a stalemate for these two. But I'm going to recline a little bit on the America side here, and I'm going to go 2-1 to one in favor of America Somehow, some way, Henry Martin nets in a 75th minute goal, and America just parks the bus from then on, just to give us a little bit of a heart yeah. attack towards the end. But um, that's the way I'm going. Right. But either way, we're predicting a game with goals. We're predicting a game with excitement, and it's a game people don't want to miss out in whatsoever. It's it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a fun one. And then looking at you know the other games during the league, I, during the the jornada, excuse me, I, I don't see one coming close to this game. You know, in in regards to you know, the excitement and 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 what it can promise to be really, so should be a good one. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys catch it. It's going to be live on Tudene uh, at the Estadio Azteca, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 8 Central, 9 Eastern, and you guys can follow all the live action if you cannot over on Twitter with us at America US and on Instagram at America underscore US. Gentlemen, anything else you want to say in regards to this game before we kind of wrap it all up? I do want to say one more thing. Um, I think stopping Santos in the first 15 minutes is going to be crucial. I only say that because in the first 15 minutes, Santos has scored seven goals. That is the most they have scored in any time period throughout the, throughout the season. So, if America wants any chance of winning this game, I think they have to limit Santos early and go from there. All righty. Christian, always coming in with the minute facts. You guys can always get that from Christian here. He does his work. He does his homework. <laughs> he does his homework. He stays up late at night doing the numbers and, you know. Our research is better than yours. <laughs> are you talking to me or are you talking to, to the potential listeners? Potential listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, Eugene, anything else to say before we uh, kind of wrap it up? No, I think this is going to be an exciting game. I think, like you said, it's uh, going to be the best matchup uh, of the weekend, even if you're uh, listening to this and aren't an America or a Santos fan. Um, and I think it's cool that this is uh, two of the teams that have English language social media uh, accounts going up against one another. Love Bitch. to see it. Love to By see the more way, of it. the English America account has been a little bit more active than usual. So questions to be answered in regards to whether or not they finally found someone to be their content manager. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys a close eye. Christian out there pretending to be like it's him, but we all know it's not. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, anything else before we wrap it all up? Um, 
No, just uh, thanks, Eugene, for hopping on. Um, I know I like booked you like months in advance, but we wanted to be sure we got you on the podcast. Oh yes, time. <laughs> I think we, I think we, yeah, I think we tried to get him on last, last in year the, in the Glasuda, uh-huh. but yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, he ended up covering a game, so he couldn't make it. So. That's that's a great story. To yeah, tell. so thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I I, I love listening to you guys' podcasts and uh, I'm honored to be on and and talk shop with no, you guys. Definitely, definitely, it's been great. Uh, like we mentioned, we we had a book Eugene like months and months in advance at the start of the season so now you guys know how how uh how um how well wanted this man is in in liga Mekis english community uh because there's a saying I, that that goes around it's uh it's it's you don't book eugene eugene books you into his schedule so <laughs> i'll have to thank my agent <laughs> I, I i still remember whenever i first messaged eugene i was sitting in waterburger line waiting for my food and i said i'm just gonna message him now <laughs> I like, might as well get it started here uh, but no, thank you so much, Eugene. Um, like yeah. we said, uh, a, a connoisseur mm-hmm. of not just Liga in, Liga Mekis English, but Liga Mekis Femenil English. Um, you do so much for the community. Uh, you know, you've done so much for us and 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 for countless other people in in the community. So, uh, we're really honored. We're really humbled to have you on here, and it's 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 great to be able to you know share a couple of our a couple of minutes here with you, talk shop, and you know pick uh pick your brains out for you know feminine and and men's side of things too so we can't wait to have you on again and we can't wait to see uh and and we love the work that you're doing man so continue to do what you're doing and you're inspiring uh, not just us but but the rest of the community thank you thank you and and you guys keep it up too man and uh anytime you want me back on you know just contact my agent all right it's, it's all good <laughs> we'll, Months we'll, in advance. we'll try to get you for uh for next year in in april <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I already know. Thank you so much to Eugene. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to Christian. Thank you to Dylan. Thank you to uh, all of our listeners right now on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's it's always a pleasure. It's always the favorite time of the week, right, Christian? 100 percent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll let you guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening. We'll see you guys on Saturday over at our Twitter account, and uh, yep, we'll see you guys also next Tuesday to talk more things, all things Las Aguilas de la América. Until next time, as always, take care and. <laughs>